0: This is episode one. Wow, okay, I'm so excited for you guys to hear my inaugural episode where I really just talk about me in a nutshell. So I hope you're buckled in to get to know me because you're gonna find out about how I came to where I'm at my business, what drives me, and we're also gonna touch on some really important topics like mom guilt, lice, (laughs) and action movies. So at the very least, you're gonna be entertained. All right, this is The Real Deal. I'm Sarah Riley. I'm a wife a mom of three girls and a successful businesswoman. And I've been keeping it real since 1982. I'm not a self-made millionaire. Well, not yet anyways. I'm not famous, just a regular girl with big goals and a lot of drive. I'm extremely competitive, but mostly with myself. Okay, and my husband. Everybody, (laughs) I'm competitive with everybody, but I don't have to be the best, just the best version of me. This is the show where we keep it real on business, real estate, parenting, health, marriage, all the things. Nothing is taboo. This is real talk, real life, The Real Deal. Welcome to our inaugural show. This is our first episode of The Real Deal with Sarah Riley, me, (laughs) but I got my peeps with me. Carly is here. Say hi, Carly. Hi, Carly. (laughs) (laughs) Garley is, uh, well, she helps me in my mortgage business and helps me produce the show. She pretty much does all the things, helps me emotionally. So uh, <laughs> she's my work wife. Yeah. yeah okay. okay. Uh-huh. I, that's fine. Yeah. I'm good that's a that. good title for you. Uh, and then I got Benny here. He's my on-air producer. Ladies, hello. He'll be chiming in, keep us uh, funny, I think. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. for sure. And on point. Uh, so, Welcome to the show. It's not my first rodeo, folks. I've hosted um, other radio shows and podcasts in the real estate mortgage arena because that's my wheelhouse. I run a mortgage business, and we'll get into that more later. Um, but as my previous shows evolved, uh, I had a segment called The Sarah Skinny, and it was really just about whatever I wanted to talk about, what was on my mind, and uh, or just something that spoke to me, something I was coaching my team on, or something I read about. And that segment just sort of ended up taking over the show. Yep. Yeah. And so we have now made this show basically the Sarah Skinny. That's what the show is. It's just all me. It's whatever's on my mind, in my heart, fills my soul. That's what we're going to talk about. Sounds good to me. This is a weekly show where I interview industry leaders, charities, entrepreneurs, Cinderella stories, anyone that's inspiring and amazing is going to be on this show. There's also going to be a series with my husband, Randy, called Rando's Right. Mm. Uh, He's not right. Okay. He's not (laughs) right. He picked the title, as you can tell, for that. Of course. Uh Uh-huh. But you guys can listen in and be the judge of who's right or who's wrong. Randy and I, we have a great marriage. It's not perfect by any means. Um, We agree on all the, you know, big fundamental issues that you need to be on point with each other in a marriage, right? Those relationship things were the same. But when it comes to the day-to-day, Randy and I argue about everything. I mean, everything. I don't know if he just finds joy in picking the (laughs) opposite of me. I really think that's probably what it is. Yes. He loves it. Yes. But um, he probably says the same thing about me, that I just argue with him all the time. Like, can you just agree with me, Sarah? Or he's a good <laughs> man he says nothing. <laughs> uh, no, that's not right. No, <laughs> that's definitely not Randy. Right, well. uh, I mean, he's a good man. <laughs> he is a good man. But he definitely doesn't say nothing. Um, <laughs> but so, like, for instance, you know, it's a beautiful day out today, right? Yeah. Police guys skies. If I said, hey, babe, it's it's like such a nice day, he'd be like, Sarah, if you watch the weather, it's forecasting for clouds today, and I can see them rolling in over the ridge. That's Randy. (laughs) Like, seriously. I think that's a good impression. Uh, Pretty good, yeah. I don't know if his his voice is that deep, but anyway. So, we're not perfect. Our marriage is not perfect by any means, but it's real. And that's what we're going to talk about. All the struggles of two working parents with demanding careers, raising three girls, how we survive, how we thrive, the good, the bad, the ugly, you're going to get it all. Nothing is off limits. I debated with myself on how much to share about me, my story. And well, really, holding back isn't in my nature. (laughs) I believe that if you share your whole heart, you share your true self, then you actually break down barriers, open hearts, and pull people close. So, like it or not, you're getting all of me, (laughs) nothing less. I don't think that people can really relate to someone or be inspired by them or their story without knowing the whole story, right? You can't just say, hey, here I am. I've arrived without sharing the journey that you took to get there. And I'm not there. Like I haven't arrived at the end of my journey yet, but I am pretty damn proud of where I am right now. And so we're going to talk about a little bit. And even me saying that I'm proud of myself (laughs) is sort of a challenge. It is. But you should be. Yeah. Well, thanks, Carly. You're welcome. That's why I have you around. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My put up person. Uh, But I just I believe that you have to be sharing your accomplishments and celebrating each other. Right. It's so different than bragging. I feel like bragging is this like ugly thing. It is. Right. When you're bragging, you're you're saying what you have or what you earned. But you're saying it in a way to make people feel small or feel less than or inadequate compared to you. That's bragging. And I don't know if that's the official definition, but go ahead and steal it, Webster. (laughs) It should be. (laughs) Uh, But we're not bragging here. We're just sharing our journey so that other people um, know there's a road traveled that they can take. So I think it's important to talk about how you got there, not just the destination. And so I'm going to get started telling you about how I got in this industry, how I busted my butt to get to where I am now. And so hopefully you can appreciate and respect what I've accomplished and earned. And my voice might have some more weight. Mm -hmm. I grew up in a middle-class family. We lived in an average neighborhood, but my parents definitely made above-average incomes. So my brother and I really wanted for nothing. Um, We did, you know, tons of fun stuff as a family. So my drive and my ambition was not out of necessity. Mm -hmm. But I did start working really young. I got my first job when I was 15, uh, not because I had to, just because I wanted to. I worked at Subway. (laughs) (laughs) Sandwich artist. Subway is so good. What was your favorite one? You know, I love the steak and cheese. Oh, Yeah, Yeah, I still love the steak and cheese. I don't know if it's real steak or real cheese, Uh. but (laughs) it's good. (laughs) I was a cold-cut combo kind of thing. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Or like the Italian BMT. Uh, you got to keep it Italian. am hungry now. I know, right? The smell of the bread is, like, coming back to me. <laughs> uh, I rode my bike there um, every day I worked after school, and I still played sports. I played basketball and rugby in high school, but I managed to work all through high school and through the summers. Usually I had, like, at least two jobs, sometimes three. Mm-hmm. I was working over 40 hours as a high school student and mostly in the service, like, restaurant industry. As I was writing this episode, I started to, like, really reflect. Like, why, why was I working so hard? I didn't have to. Something like my parents said, you have to work or you don't get clothes. Yeah. You know, I didn't have to. I mean, I did want my Doc Martens, and those were expensive. I don't know if those were. <laughs> those weren't quite the in the 90s budget. were tough on us. <laughs> those Docs, man, they're, like, the same price now as they were then. But I, I just think it was freedom. I really wanted the freedom to make my own choices, to have control, you know, not being beholden to someone. I had the opportunity to do what I wanted. No one could say you can't do this mm-hmm. because I had the means to do it myself yeah. or have this, right? I just wanted to make my own way. So I moved out when I was 18 and I worked three jobs at the time to support myself. But I lived by myself. I had, like, no roommates, just, like, this little <laughs> mother-in-law apartment in someone's house that I rented out. And at the time when I, I became the... Youngest account executive for Xerox at nineteen. Whoa. Sounds fancy, doesn't it? It does. I thought it was super fancy. I had business cards. Uh, that was a hard job. I went door to door, business to business, cold calling at nineteen years old, where you can like barely have enough money to even put yourself together. But I feel that that job really laid the foundation for a lot of the sales skills that I have now. Yeah, so I'm really pretty fearless in you are my yes. business. And that's because that job s- literally scared the crap out of me. <laughs> it was so hard. Not many 19-year-olds could do that. Yeah, I was so excited about it. I remember I was so excited. I was like an account executive. I made like $40,000 my first year selling Xerox, and which was pretty impressive at the time. Mm-hmm. But it was still not enough. And so I was working nights. Graveyard shift, like 8 p.m. to 4 a.m. at a veterinary laboratory. mmm. What are your qualifications? Zero. (laughs) I don't even know how I got the job. I remember going in. I had to take this test on this computer. I guessed on every single one. I passed. I got the job. (laughs) To this day, don't know what I was doing. I had a a lab coat with my name embroidered on it. Whoa. Yeah. But it was so hard. And I was was so tired because I worked all day. I would be listening to Metallica on my iPod. Mm -hmm. Remember iPods? (laughs) And eating Sour Patch gummies trying to stay awake. But I eventually got burned out and went back to the restaurant industry, managing and bartending. All in all, I've had 24 jobs in my life, which is pretty insane because I'm 36 years old. Yeah. And I've worked for the same company for 10 years. So that's a lot of jobs as a young person. That's pretty much what happens when you get every job you've ever interviewed for. You, amazing. With- you can remember all of those. It's just like a fun little thing we do, you know, at social events. How many jobs is there? <laughs> People are like, what? You worked at Dairy Queen? What? Like, <laughs> all the things. Yep, I was a cake blower. That's what they did. You blow the cakes out of the ice cream cakes out of the bottom. Do you know that? What? Wait, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> We're both like, what is this? What job is this? It's called a cake blower. I know, I got that <laughs> part, but what title? Like, or is it like a secret of the Terry Queen? Like, you're not no. supposed to, like, a magician. You're not supposed to reveal. <laughs> you know. Probably, I'm sharing all the inside <laughs> Uh-oh, secrets. Oh, here it goes. Yeah, it's you know the ice cream cakes are in like the metal cake pan, but on the bottom there's a tiny little hole and you blow through the bottom hole to push the cake out so it comes out perfect so you don't mess up the ice cream. Oh. Mm. Yeah. That explains a lot. It <laughs> seems a little unsanitary. But well, mm-hmm. eh, well, you know. You get to keep the little blowy thing, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Because <laughs> from our side of things, it's like you actually blew the candles out. So kids oh, can't can. do that, or <laughs> anybody else who gets what They're just not strong enough. You're like, I got a lot of hot air. I'm here for you. I'm here. I just you like come in after the song sung. Let me get that. (laughs) Well, I tell you this because nothing's easy. Nothing that I have was handed to me. It was all earned. I didn't go to college. I just went to the school of hard knocks Mm -hmm. and it served me well. I didn't always know what I was going to do or have this big plan laid out for me. My parents didn't say, here's what your life should look like. Here's what you should do. I just worked really hard and grew in knowledge and experience to become where I am now. When I was 24, Randy and I got married. Uh, we'll tell you guys our whole story later when Randy's on the show. But when we got married, and I was at 24, I was bartending, making almost six figures, mm-hmm. which is a lot of money. It is. And Randy was five years in his trade as a commercial plumber. Two weeks before our wedding, he told me that I he wanted me to quit my job. And I was like, okay, yeah, I think I do too. <laughs> he hated that we worked opposite schedules, and we were like super eager to have kids. Yes, you know, and start a family. And Randy just, I think he just knew I was unfulfilled and I was made for more. And so it was the permission that I needed Mm -hmm. to take a huge pay cut (laughs) and a big leap of faith and figure out what I was supposed to be doing. And that's when I went into the mortgage industry. So I did my time just starting out uh, doing marketing, which then evolved into an assistant role and eventually into a production partner Mm -hmm. and later a loan officer. And my first year as originating on my own, not on a team, under my own name and yeah. credentials, I was 1% in the nation, top 1%. Wow. In, and President's Club, made President's Club my first year at the company, and now 12 years in the industry and a master at my trade. Randy said I could say that because it's, like, about uh. how many hours? <laughs> You're a master when you work 10,000 hours? Yeah. so. Yeah. I'm just really blessed that Randy knew my potential even when I didn't. Yes. You know, and he believed in me even when I was unsure. See, he really is a good man. Yes, even though he doesn't agree with everything that I say or hardly anything. Um, (laughs) But it hasn't been easy. You know, it's been a long journey and this industry is ever changing. It's so highly regulated. Yep. uh, And it's really, really hard at times. But I've managed to build a team, maintain my top 1% in the nation and grow to one of the top producers in the Northwest. And I also now manage a branch.
1: Which yeah. you know. Uh,
0: newly managing a branch at Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation. All while having three kids. I, I mean, like, I literally saying, having them. Birthing I keep saying them. wow. <laughs> but, I mean, what else can I say? It's wow, Sarah. Thanks, Carly. Yeah, I know. It is wow. Because when I say birthing them, because <laughs> I mean that when I started, when I took a leap of faith, you know, I was 24. We didn't have kids yet. Yeah. And then starting in an industry, making as an assistant, you know, making like $15 an hour, mm-hmm. leaving my kids, paying for childcare and questioning everything. Am I doing what um, I mean? Is this is what I should be doing. Is this right? You know, yeah. it was really hard, but I saw the big picture and I just stuck with it. And through this journey of, you know, 12 years in this industry, I've had three kids which is hard because they're young still. My yeah. kids are nine, six, and three. I tried so hard to balance or what I thought was balance when they were young um, because I wanted to be there for my babies. Yeah, of course. You know, right? And so I'd work from home one to two days a week when they until they were all two years old, mm-hmm. which is way harder than actually going to work. Anyone that says they work at home with kids, God bless you because – It is so hard. And I say try because sometimes you succeed and sometimes you do not. It is so hard. So hard. I mean, I am not ashamed to say that I have stood outside on my front porch holding my door shut because my two-year-old is having a temper tantrum while I'm on the phone with a client because she wants her fifth bag of gummies. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I can't even tell you how many phone calls I've had to take in the closet, the garage, (laughs) the bathroom, (laughs) any quiet space to escape children yeah mom mom it's hard and also you know i was really adamant about being home early my husband gets home early and so i wanted to be home like around four o'clock most days and i made a serious effort to do that which usually meant that i was leaving before i was done working yes and put me behind so then after i got home and spent time with the kids then i put them to bed Mm -hmm. sometimes have late client appointments almost always work late into the wee hours i can't even tell you. To this day, like still, how many nights I fall asleep working on my computer on the couch? Mm-hmm. Like way too many to count. Way too many. I'm sure Randy wishes I came to bed more often. <laughs> he probably does. <laughs> he probably <laughs> yeah. does. Uh, but that's what you do. Those are the sacrifices you make so that you can try and be present when you're with your kids, mm-hmm. and then also kill it at work. Yep. Because I'm. I'm. Growing a business is not all glamorous. Greatness takes dirty, hard work. I mean, that's the truth of it. Yes, it does. You know, now, luckily, I've grown this business to the point where I have flexibility, I have financial freedom, Mm -hmm. and I love my job. And Randy loves it, too. I mean, we have a partnership so that we share in the financial burden. We argue about, like I said, pretty much everything, but we never argue about money. Yeah. Yeah. And that's probably one, what the number one thing that people get divorced is over money, right? And that was a huge thing in our marriage that just really lightened our load Mm -hmm. was me being able to help share that burden with Randy. It's not all on him. No. And that's just, that's stressful. Or all on you. Right. No, Mm -hmm. it's not. And I mean, not to say that we didn't have a few hard years at the beginning of our marriage, but I eventually surpassed Randy's income and kept going. And, You know, he's proud of that. He's proud of the fact that I have surpassed him and continue to make more and more money Mm -hmm. than him. He's like, go get it. Uh, But Randy's no slum. I mean, he is a general foreman for a very large commercial union plumbing company and runs multi, multi multi-million dollar jobs. Mm -hmm. But luckily for us, his schedule also allows me to work later because he's home after school. He's there in the the late afternoon to do homework with the kids. He's a homework ninja, that guy. (laughs) i I gotta record him doing the spelling test it's hilarious uh you know playing softball with the girls he's there for those things and we're a team i mean i couldn't do my job without his support yeah because we would have somebody else with the kids but we don't we have randy's there so it Mm -hmm. it works out and then at the end of the day it gives us the financial ability to reach our dreams and hit our goals and do the things that we really wanted Mm -hmm. to do and Give our kids the life that we want them to have. Yeah, and give back to others. And you give guys to others, yeah. you guys give a lot. We do. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Carly. <laughs> Randy <laughs> always says that if you're, you know, we do we do give a lot just, I mean, not just to charities. Because we yeah. do give a lot charitable things. But we also give just a lot to people in general. Mm-hmm. We're pretty generous people. And uh, Randy just said the other day, you know, we're always going to have more money because we give so much. Yeah. Like it just keeps coming. Mm-hmm. Just saying all that I have accomplished is hard for me. I rarely talk about work accomplishments, Yeah. right? I mean, my kids, mm-hmm. oh God, I will shamelessly brag <laughs> about them whether you want to hear it or not uh, because they're my kiddos. But I don't share that much about myself or my job. Yeah. And recently, my eyes have been opened mm-hmm. about that because if we don't share our path, if we don't tell others the road that we have paved, then how will they know? Someone else is standing there holding a map, trying to figure out how they're going to get to their destination. And yeah. they're ending up <laughs> traipsing through the jungle with a machete trying to carve out a path. Right. But little did they know we already made a road for them. Yeah. They could have easily gone down. So they're out there having a hard time or worse off, not even traveling at all mm-hmm. because the journey looks too hard. Yeah, that's a lot. So that's share. a lot of us. Right. I yeah. mean, we have to share. Share your story. So that others can celebrate you. And possibly maybe follow in your footsteps. My biggest accomplishment though. My greatest honor. Is raising my three girls. Mm, oh, yeah. Love those girls. If God had given me no other. Like plan in my life. Except for raising three strong. Confident independent women. Then it would be enough. I mean they're so filling, fulfilling. But they're my why. I mean they're why I do everything. Yeah. It's all for them. And. My parents were high school sweethearts and got divorced when I was 16, which was really hard for me. So maybe that's why I wasn't super eager to, like, go get married. Yeah. I mean, I always wanted to get married and find the right man and Mm -hmm. have kids because I knew for sure I wanted a family. Yeah. To be a mom, that was no question. I wanted to be a mom since I was a kid. But I didn't want to get married to have a husband take care of me. You know, I, I wanted to get married to have this family, but I wanted to be able to provide for myself. I thought as, of a marriage as a partnership. You're in it together. Yeah. Right? You choose each other. There is a power in knowing that you're marrying someone out of choice and not necessity. Yeah. Not that I think that everyone goes into a marriage thinking like, oh, I'm marrying them because I have to. Yeah. But there's just some sort of like sec- layer of security there. Like this is the next step. Mm-hmm. I'm getting married, you know, um, and you're relying on someone else to take care of you. Yeah. Which I think that in a marriage you do take care of each other. You Absolutely. Do. Yeah. Right? But I just wanted to able to stand on my own. Mm-hmm. Know that like I can take care of myself. Yeah. I don't need you. Right. You choose. I choose you. Yep. I choose to do life with you. And I've said that to Randy and I think that that makes our marriage stronger too because when marriage gets hard, which it does, shucker, marriage is hard, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh I have said it to Randy that I choose him. You know, I don't need him, but I choose to be with him and I think that that's really freeing that you have the choice. And I'm with him because I don't want to do life without him. I couldn't even imagine life Mm -hmm. without Randy. But if I had to, I could. You could. I'm fully capable in all aspects, especially financially, to take care of myself. Yep. And I want my girls to know that freedom. I want them to know there's no limit to their dreams and that they can do whatever their mind imagines. Beautiful. Mom guilt. Okay. Mm. (laughs) Let's talk about this ugly thing called mom guilt. I actually was trying to find something to compare mom guilt to. (laughs) And I figured it out. Lice. Okay. Lice (laughs) is like so disgusting. Right. And you like you have to cleanse yourself to get rid of it. You have to cleanse your things. Sometimes you got to cut your hair, change who you are just to get rid of it. Yeah. That's like mom guilt. People put that (laughs) on you just like lice. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's true. It's funny but true. They do, right? And you got to wa- You gotta clean that out. You got to mm-hmm. get rid of it and make a choice to get rid of mom guilt. And I remember, like, the pivotal moment in my life where I sort of released the guilt. Uh, I still have my moments. Yeah. I definitely have shed a tear, uh, plenty of tears, mm-hmm. <laughs> in the parking lot of my kids' school because some— fellow mom who's not as gracious or kind decided to put guilt on me of their opinion of you know how I should be and how I'm good mom you know acts and uh I let it sink in and but not anymore I rebuke those thoughts (laughs) (laughs) no mom guilt but I remember the moment uh that was really pivotal for me and that was uh CrossFit Randy and I were working out All three girls are there, and they're cheering us on, me more than Randy. Oh. uh. (laughs) Sorry, Randy. I think they just assume Dad's already strong Yeah, he's so buff, you know? Yeah. But for me, I'm out there working out, and it's cool Like to see your mom Mm -hmm. throwing weights around, right? And someone said, oh, isn't that so cute? They're cheering for you. And I thought, it's not cute. I mean, it is cute. But no, it's amazing because I'm setting this example for my kids. Yes. You can be anything. You can be... A great mom that has a career mm-hmm. that, you know, loves her husband, loves her kids, but also takes time for herself, who works out, you know, you can do all the things. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> you have to be that mom <laughs> that signs up the first one to sign up for the Valentine's Day party. No. Or even go to no. the Valentine's Day party. Yeah. That's not what makes you a great mom. It just means that you have more time during the day. <laughs> Uh, all in me. <laughs> we all have different time and priorities, yeah, right? If you yeah. can go to Valentine's Day parties, awesome. That's great, but that's not why you're a great mom. You're a great mom for so many other reasons. Mm-hmm. Luckily, you had time to go do that thing. Yeah, I don't, or I choose not to, right? But I'm not judging you. We're all choosing our best lives. So what's to say that your version of life has to be mine, right? We're all just doing our best. I don't have time for people the past judgment on how I live or how I parent. The other day I was at the store and I heard this woman like making fun of or talking badly about another parent Mm. who had her kid on a leash in the store. Right. Yeah. And I was like (laughs) laughing to myself. Are you kidding me? If I could put Dylan on a leash right now, um, I for (laughs) sure would. It would save me so much time. And heartache. Stress. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Searching for her under the clothes racks. Yeah. You know? She doesn't even come when you call her name. Mm -mm. So you're just that crazy person running around Target screaming your kid's name like you lost your child. It's a fun game. Not really. Well, she thinks it is. Uh Uh Uh-huh. (laughs) Uh-huh. But at this point, she's three years old, so I'd probably have to put her in a Mm straitjacket, which is probably widely frowned upon. So that won't work. But. Yeah. All I'm saying is, Janice, you know, worry about your own kids. Because that lady who leave in the store with her kid on a leash, guess yeah. what? Her kids leaving the store. Nobody gets kidnapped on a leash. No. Right? No. You don't have to worry about that. <laughs> you don't got to, like, sweat through your clothes at Target because uh, you've been running the whole time. Uh-huh. Have to, like, abandon your cart and just leave because you're so fed up. Yeah. No. Mm-mm. I've done that. No. So that's what I'm saying. You know, don't pass judgment. No. Right? There's no room for that. We need to stop putting so much weight and value on titles that are fleeting and out of our control. Like a mom, a dad, you know, your career, an athlete, a husband, a wife. Because what happens when you can't be those things anymore? Mm -hmm. Then who are you? Right. Right? You're not defined by your titles. That's not what we define each other by. So stop judging someone for the kind of parent that society views as good or right. And actually put value on them based on how they treat people, mm-hmm. who they are, right? And how they're making a difference it's in the world. Like the golden rule. I know. I feel like our mama's taught us that. Yeah. Right? So where did we forget it along the way? I don't know. I don't know either. But here's a little reminder. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case you forgot. A little service announcement. A little service <laughs> announcement. We might have a few of those on this uh-huh. show. I love action movies, which I am pretty sure my husband appreciates about me. Although there have definitely been times where I want to watch an action movie and Randy wants to watch a <laughs> romantic movie. You know this. I oh, mean, yeah. Hallmark. Oh, we love Hallmark at Christmas. Randy has a really big heart under that very manly exterior. Mm-hmm. He does. And uh, which is awesome when you want to have a Nicholas Sparks-a-thon. Mm-hmm. And we have had one. Um, but action movies. The reason I love action movies is because it's usually some average person, right? that's been trained by some elite government agency (laughs) (laughs) to push themselves beyond what we think is humanly possible. And then, of course, they save the world against all odds. And I believe that we all have this ability in us. We can be something beyond normal standards, beyond great. We can defy all odds and be amazing if we choose. Greatness isn't for the chosen few. It is for the few that choose. I've watched G.I. Jane, like, 100 times probably Ooh, love it Do you love that yeah. movie? yeah gosh Demi is such a bad a in that movie before i was a lady boss killing it you know before i knew what my dreams were and where they would take me um all i knew is i was made for something great and woman power all the way oh right complete and there's this scene in the movie where we all know it demi is beaten and tortured tested and rather than submit She says that epic line, you all know it. Mm. And every woman watching was like, heck yeah to me. (laughs) Get it, girl. You know, and that's the thing. If you push yourself until things get uncomfortable and give up, you're only going to be average. If you push yourself until things get painful and give up, you'll be good. But if you train yourself to be comfortable when it gets painful, you will be amazing. Yes. I'm no different than you. I mean, I have a demanding career Mm -hmm. that I love. Uh, I've got three kids, a husband who also has a demanding career, and we're just trying to do our best, the best for us. Yes. I'm so much more than a wife and a boss lady. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I mean, you probably don't know this, but I hold the longest record for wake surfing. Oh, really? Yeah, in my boat. Oh, okay. Okay, that that (laughs) makes more sense. I know, I paused there for <laughs> emphasis. <laughs> in my boat, which I'm sure you guys is like super short lived because I'm a twelve year old's probably gonna pass me next mm-hmm. summer. Those dang mm-hmm. kids, man. Yeah. Um, I wear blingy necklaces with everything. Even my big sweaters and my workout clothes. Okay. Well, not actually when I'm working <laughs> out, but you know when you like go grocery shopping in yeah. your workout clothes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh I don't have to have expensive jewelry. I just really like sparkly things. Yeah. yeah. And I love hosting. I am the hostess with the mostest. Mm -hmm. You are. Yeah, come over. Come to my house. I will give you yummy, yummy food, wine, of course. Mm. Uh, And they'll all be served to you on probably matching white dishes because I'm slightly OCD. (laughs) (laughs) No way. (laughs) Just a bit. (laughs) Just a smidge. But I touch and hug and overshare. I laugh loud and a lot, which I'm sure you can already tell because I can't not laugh. Sometimes I laugh so much when I'm talking to clients on the phone that... I have to stop and be like, can you repeat that? I couldn't hear you (laughs) over my (laughs) lap. They like it. Yeah, of course. They like it. Why they're drawn to you. I cry at the drop of a hat. I've already had to fight back many a tear on this episode. Um, And I like to say that's because I have such a big heart. Mm. Right? I just get all the feels. Um, But my life is far from perfect. And I'm far from perfect. And this show is to talk about the wins, but also talk about the things that we struggle with on the daily. Yeah. You know that person when you run into them in the morning and you ask how's your morning going and they say fine. I never say fine. No, you don't. I don't. Because <laughs> nobody's fine, right? I mean, if you asked me how my morning was and it was horrible because my youngest smeared her poop Ugh. all over the carpet and her bed and her curtains and herself, um, and I, which Ugh. that alone, like I can't even wrap yeah. my mind around Oof. like the poop smear stage. Yeah. Yuck. Please, I cannot be the only person that went through this. No, I don't think you are. Okay, <laughs> I mean, one out of three is not too bad, no. but this is the most disgusting stage. <laughs> I don't even understand. It- we had twins and we never had that. The poop, yeah. yeah. Never uh, had that. Uh, and, well, if you had three. It sounds like he's got like a little mini Jackson Pollock on your <laughs> <laughs> it was traumatizing. Wow. More for my husband. I yeah. Think. He struggled. Randy. I mean, I struggled, oh. but women are with like an inner struggle. Men are like, <laughs> the like, struggle. <laughs> <laughs> Can't handle it. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. Yeah. <gasps> oh, so many. Things. Uh, yeah. So bad. I don't get it. I don't wish that on like my worst enemy, but it happened to me. Okay. R for laughing. It's all right. Yeah, I, I'm glad I was never of that. <laughs> I'm telling you, you had had three, like one more, and you probably would have had poop smear. No, I'm good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's right, crazy probably. disgusting. But I went through that, you know, and then probably that same morning while I'm trying to like wash curtains and get the poop smell out of me, right, and wash my child. That permeates everything. Oh, God, it's uh, disgusting. Yeah. And then the other two are probably fighting because, you know, they never can find their shoes. Why can no one ever find their mm-hmm. shoes when you gotta I leave? Know. I don't know. I don't know. Because uh, you're busy cleaning poop off. <laughs> put well, them in the same spot. <laughs> there you go. Whatever. Never. <laughs> <laughs> that never happens uh-uh. even if you have a like dedicated buck that says bucket that says shoes mm-hmm. no no uh-uh. one might be in there for sure one <laughs> probably <laughs> in one sock yeah <laughs> <laughs> but if you asked me that morning how I was doing I would just say it sucked my morning sucked a lot and then I would probably overshare with you too much about poop smearing stages but that's just me you know if you ask me If things are great and they are great, if they're fantastic, I say fantastic. I don't beat around the bush. I don't say things are fine when they're not fine. You know, if it's messy, we're going to talk about it. Mm -hmm. If it's fantastic, we're going to celebrate it. Hopefully you stay tuned so you can hear some inspiring interviews and coachable moments and powerful takeaways. And also my husband and I talking through the ups and downs of trying to balance our careers while loving each other and keeping three kids and one dog alive. You don't want to miss out. I promise, if nothing else, you will laugh. Which is my fave. This show is brought to you by the Riley Home Team with Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation. For those of you who don't know, I run a successful mortgage business and have had the privilege of helping thousands of families finance their dream home. It is so crucial to have the right team assisting you, not only so you have a great experience, but more importantly, that you're making a sound investment that reaches your long-term financial goals. We have become one of the top mortgage teams in the Northwest by providing the highest levels of knowledge, expertise, and service in the industry. I always say you only know what you know. And because we've done it all, we know a lot. If you want to talk to anybody about financing, I'm your woman. You can find out more about my mortgage business at RileyHomeTeam.com. Sarah Riley, Senior Mortgage Advisor, NMLS 180007, Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation, NMLS number 2289, is an equal housing lender. This is not an offer to enter into an agreement. Not all customers will qualify. Information, rates and programs are subject to change without notice. All products are subject to credit and property approval.